make him honest. I don't mean never fish for spare change in a payphone honest. I mean, tell it like it is and own up to it honest. Readers will forgive a character for any number of flaws if the character is honest about who he is and what he's doing. K.M. Wayland. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. I really like this particular piece of advice. I know we've talked a little bit about Mary Sue's in the past. This is in a similar vein, but even better. And this is the advice that you get that you need to have the perfect character. And by really like, she means she really hates that advice. Absolutely. (laughs) I have been accused of writing Gary Stews in the past, mostly because I think they're fun and cool. But that fatal flaw, that maybe not sifting through the payphone, honest, but that need to communicate who they are in their purest sense is what makes a character good. So that perfect character that people are telling you or you're telling yourself that you have to have in order for people to read your book is simply not a realistic goal. People tend to say this because they have this idea that if you don't have the perfect character who can respond perfectly to every situation, then no one will love this character. Readers want someone they can root for. So they need to be all positive. They have to be the rootiest, tootiest character possible. Thank you, Lee, for putting that in the notes. But the I always find the opposite is true. If they are perfect, then they're actually kind of hateable because they're not real. Another reason why people think this goes back to our earlier episode this month of by writing something, you as the author are glorifying it or identifying it. So if my main character is good and wholesome enough, then people will see me, the author, that way too. We know that's not the case, but that is part of the mentality of what makes people say, make sure your character is good enough. And I think a lot of this stems from the idea that there's so much value placed on the main character of the book. In the industry, the main character is the driving force. They are the one that everybody should love. They're the one that is the point of the story in the first place. So there's this idea that they need to be something everyone can like. And a lot of that is, I feel, broken up with a lot of the younger generations now because we don't have as much hero worship in the same sense of what it means to be a hero started getting redefined about five years after 9-11, I would say. So we are not expecting Superman. We aren't expecting someone who is perfect. We're expecting honest. The reason why this is such bad advice is, number one, perfection does not make me root for the main character. Brandon Sanderson actually kind of covered the topic of Mary Sue's in a recent video he did and said that this is a generally bad phrase because Mary Sue's, the idea of writing yourself into a story is not necessarily a bad thing. The problem is when the main character is perfect for your story, where everything that they can do, every way that they respond is the perfect way to respond within your story to resolve it, then it's not a challenge. I like to see characters struggling. I like to see imperfection in how they respond to situations. 
because it helps me feel a connection to them. I fail all the time. I am imperfect. So I want to see my heroes be imperfect. And another way that this advice gets perpetuated and what people think about it is that your hero should be good and your villain should be bad. So it's this dichotomy where your hero needs to oppose the villain. When really you're a lot better off writing the shoulder angels, writing the main character who is struggling and there is a good influence and there is a bad influence. And then they have to make the choices because that makes for a much more compelling story. Those shoulder angels are much more interesting than that tug of war. Besides, who is your favorite character? If you think of a story, who is your favorite character in that story? Is it Frodo or is it Sam? Sam is the true hero. <laughs> yes, but he's not the main character. I'm recently rereading the Mistborn Era 2 because the next one comes out next week. Or I guess it came out a few days ago as of the publishing of this episode. <laughs> but I've been rereading those. And my favorite character is the side character, Wayne. He is fantastic as a character. And that's partly because he is so imperfect. I love his idea of he's not stealing, he's trading. And it's all based on the value of the item at the time. So because somebody wants a thing, it's worth more. So they need to trade something a lot bigger. Or like he'll see a handkerchief and be like, oh, that's a nice handkerchief. I'm going to trade out like a stick of gum. <laughs> he's the best kleptomaniac I've ever seen written. If you think of the original Star Wars movies, do you really prefer Luke over Han? No. Nobody does. Yeah. I mean, yes, Luke is the good, wholesome, righteous, upstanding, blah, 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 blah. But Han is that character that struggles between good and evil, between his inner need to be a thief and a smuggler and his need to be a good person to help out the rebellion. That struggle is much more interesting. So when you see or have the inclination that you need to write the perfect character, what you need to do instead is make sure that there's someone people can actually root for. So in the Dresden Files, the first 10 or so books, the character is a chauvinist and sexist, but it's fun because it ends up being this chivalrous, I will make the world go to war to save this one woman's life because she's female. And these kinds of fun moments about him that are his flaw, but make him still incredibly likable. Somebody we can root for. In the latter books, he gets an ability that also is a corrupting influence. And his view on women starts to turn a lot darker because it's corrupting that part of him. And I have a much harder time rooting for the main character now because it's no longer fun and no. I don't like it. <laughs> he manages to control it fairly quickly, but for a while I'm just like, Ugh. So having the character be somebody you can root for is still important. We still want the character to be somebody that we like enough. We're not saying, Lord Fowlsbane, make your character so despicable that nobody wants to read the book. So make them good at something, but don't make them perfect. We do want them to be good. We don't want them to be a victim all the time. This is where I struggle probably the most with the Twilight series, is Bella really isn't good at anything. She is always the victim. 
And it drives me nuts because I just look at this main character and say, do something for yourself for once. And when you need to acknowledge something in the make a character perfect, make sure your character is likable by giving them a great voice. There are ways to make your character likable without making them perfect. And by having a great voice, I don't mean a great singing voice. I mean the voice of the character as you're writing is interesting. It's enjoyable. So if they are masters of puns, put that in there, even in their thought processes. They don't have to say it out loud. They're just thinking, oh, that would be a great pun there if I wouldn't get like slapped by the the female lead by saying it. Giving them a good voice makes them fun, makes them likable without needing to give them the moral high ground. Remember that the perfect character is not the perfect person. A character can be perfect for the role, for the story, and they can be flawed. They can have their faults. Wayne is the perfect side character to have, the perfect kind of balance for the very serious, very troubled Waxillium. So their names, Wax and Wayne, represent kind of who they are, and it balances really well, even though neither of them are perfect. So when you're responding, Make sure you separate the perfect person and the perfect character. Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory is my go-to example for this. He is a great character. He is, I might even say, a perfect character. He is far from a perfect person. I would not want to be friends with Sheldon. (laughs) To help you with that, what you should do is redefine what the perfect character looks like. It is not the Superman perfect of being this upstanding citizen who can do no wrong, who fights and has all these incredible abilities. The perfect character is the one with the right abilities and the right flaws for your story. And if someone comes at you and says you need to make your main character more perfect, Ask them to point out a perfect character in storytelling, someone who is as perfectly wholesome as they're expecting you to make your main character. And then ask them if they even like that character. Because, okay, we really like Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean, but she's not our favorite character. Who's our favorite character? The morally gray Jack Sparrow. Captain. Right, Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Because he has great flaws. Elizabeth Swan and even Will Turner to some extent for the first one are fairly close to that morally perfect upstanding citizen type characters. But that makes them really boring. It really does. (laughs) So when you're going about writing, when you're crafting your characters, is it their deeds? Is it the choices they make? Or is it the growth through their story that makes them the perfect character, that makes them the hero the story needs? Whatever's the right answer for your story, do that and write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 